Okay. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. I am, yes. Okay, Over the Edge, part two. Severson's Mysterious Estate. You all awake at your hotel after the uh, previous evening's uh, shenanigans at Sad Mary's. And you're all the worst for wear <laughs> after being shot and uh, drugged. Drugged and uh, trampled. Ass ass trampled and assaulted <laughs> by baboons. Um, and, and not to mention all of the absinthe <laughs> that yeah. you all drank. So, well, we and, all um, yeah. And despite the fact that um, Madame Lang. Do I need to do a recap, or do we all remember the events of the the prior evening? Well, I think the players remember. I don't know if the characters do. Yeah, well, as long as the players remember, we're going to assume the characters do. So, mm -hmm. um, Madame Lang, you yeah. agreed. You agreed to um, uh, steal a uh, device at Paracon for uh, Madame Lang, and she said that she would meet you in a restaurant. For breakfast the following morning, which is this morning, but instead you receive a text from her saying that she will just meet you at Paracon. So fair enough. So you ask around as to which would be a good place for breakfast, and you find yourself at a um, Theosophy-themed restaurant called the Lost World of Moo, and you've all been sitting there just eating your breakfast and there's just been um a music going it's all like bad covers of of popular songs that all Ugh. seem vaguely familiar to you but they all seem to have had like the words changed slightly and um uh, there's like there's TV screens hang down showing uh AATV channel 7 with the local news and the uh, local, and then the the restaurant itself, the your booths are arranged around a central supporting column, and so you're just having your breakfast and you're watching the news. Then there is a uh, a story on the news about a ambulance stolen from St. Karen's. Oh yes, which has been found abandoned and burned out, and mm -hmm. you can see it there, and it's lying in front of a. Uh, these gates of a building and the uh, the gates are raw iron and then they say at the top they say the words Sylvan Pines. Hmm. So and then as you're sitting there the waitress comes by and she's your stereotypical waitress. She's very bored and chewing gum and she refills all of your coffee. And um, all of a sudden, the music just stops, and the central column drops down. And um, where the column was, there's a glass cylinder, and then inside the cylinder is a naked woman, and she's tied to a chair. And uh, nobody in the restaurant, which is most everybody in the restaurant appears to be locals, apart from yourselves, nobody in the restaurant bats an eyelid at this. And then the column begins to fill with water while a voice proclaims over the uh, 
the PA system that she's a seditious member of the underground. And uh, the tank just fills completely up with water. And then lamprey eels start filling it. And just while she's drowning, they start attaching themselves to her. And it just starts filling with blood and stuff. And everyone's just ignoring it all. And then the column just... um, comes back down and covers it all up and uh, the music starts again. And um, the uh, waitress says, uh, is everyone's eggs okay? <laughs> and then you hear uh. an announcement over the, uh, over the PA system and it says, uh, YGG poop party of four. Your cab is waiting outside. Uh, I suppose did we call a cab? Us. Yeah, did we call a cab? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I thought you did. Mop stands up. Gigi. Let's, let's go get yeah. the cab. Yeah, sure, man. Uh, yeah. You go out. You go outside. Yeah, Mops will lead the way. Apparently, no. Well, you yeah. go outside, and there's a the same black and yellow totalitarian taxi service that you took the day before, and the driver taxi. driver's <laughs> just standing there smiling. The doors are open, and he says, "Morning, folks. You're all headed to Paracon. All your bags are in. All your bags are in the trunk, and we're ready to go." Uh, and thanks, so man. you all you all climb into the cab, and he says, uh, "Thank you for your consent." And uh, the car starts up. What? <laughs> and you um, start driving away, and you start leaving the. Uh, you start heading towards the outskirts of the edge, and then you start heading into the uh, the countryside. Towards- Wait, are supposed to be out of town? Wait a sec. Oh yes, Paracon, Paracon is at um, Doctor Severs Severson's estate. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, okay, I thought it was like attached to the hotel somehow. Okay, cool. Oh no, no, no! Good God, this is a this is a this is just a a lush. A, she lives in a she lives in a she's a she's like um, Elon Musk famous. Hmm. So she's just a she's just a world famous uh, inventor and. Uh, scientist and so she's like elon musk but classier is such a thing possible to be classier than elon musk (laughs) i don't know low bar so so you're going you you're going through the countryside and the countryside is just made up of like really really um uneven just kind of dirt it's just kind of a dirt road and then um there's like you can see factories and mines and stuff around and then up in the um there's like farms and stuff and then you can also see um up in the hills there's there's just uh you can see what look like grecian and roman ruins and then in between all of those you can see children playing and just sheep moving in and out of what look like burned out german tanks and then there's all kinds of like um pillboxes, just concrete bunkers built into the hills that have all been left over from the war. Mm-hmm. And so you're traveling for about, you know, 
about an hour. You're heading outside. And, and um, you just keep following this winding, narrow highway. And then you come across uh, this small sign that just says X27. And the taxi takes a left there and starts to go up a slope. And um, the terrain starts to become um, just open fields that are filled with um, rocks. And the rocks look like they're, they've been meticulously placed. So there's like stripes of dark rocks and occasional boulders. And they form this kind of complicated pattern. And you can see the, um, and start to see the estate in the distance. And um, so you just continue on up the drive and the drive becomes uh, black topped and much more luxurious. And then you come to a uh, circular drive filled with cars at this just palatial house belonging to Dr. Severson. And so the cab pulls up at the front door and uh, um, several uniformed servants come down the steps to meet you. And the taxi driver gets out, opens all the doors, opens the trunk, and several servants just take your bags, carry them back up into the, uh, into the main building. And um, you head up the steps and you find yourselves in the atrium of the Severson Mansion. Hmm. And it's filled with um, high, bright walls. And then in the corners, there's statues carved in classical style. And there are there's four statues, one depicting uh, Madame Blavatsky, another one depicting Nikola Tesla, another one of Einstein, and another of Susan Calvin. And then there's a, Wait, a reception. As an, as an iRobot, Susan Calvin? And then um, behind the desk, there's a... And RPG there's just a, earned a whole star for that reference. <laughs> okay. And behind the desk, there's a uh, smiling young gentleman. And he says, oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Dr. Severson's estate. And welcome to Paracon. We hope you enjoy your stay. I have all of your room keys here. If you'd like, we can show you to your rooms right now, or we can just take your bags to your rooms and you can go there later. And if you like, you can just immediately retire to the lounge and have some um, pre-convention drinks or what go to your is, rooms. What time has it gotten to be? I think the convention oh. started at noon, is that right? Nah, it's like it's about 11 o'clock in the morning right oh. now. So we don't have a lot of time, time for a drink. Hmm. Yes, yeah, a little hair of the dog, as they say in English. I'd, I'd happily have you send my bags to my room. Thank you. Uh, you can also send my bags to my room. Hey, Joe, okay. you might want to cool off the dog hair talk around mops, man. <laughs> yes, I hope I've not caused offense, mops. As a matter of fact, you did cause a slight matter amount of offense. However, I hope I can make amends with a drink on me. Yeah, send the bags up to my room and I'll just go to the lounge. 
In Vienna, we call it the point of the dry, the dagger that stabbed you. That is a much more appropriate analogy. <laughs> so you all go into the lounge, and the lounge is a sharp contrast to the atrium. It's uh, very, it's got the very dark, like a, it's kind of like a Victorian smoking room. It's filled with dark leather chairs and couches and deep carpets. And then there's like plush seating that's built into bay windows and low slung sofas and side tables. And then there's a set of double glass doors that lead out to a porch that look out over a conservatory. And um, there's a, there's a number of guests in the room. Um, and, Do I have to um, recognize anybody from the dance hall last night? You do not. You don't see. Um, you don't see Madame Lang. She's not here at all. No. Um, the uh, the waiter asks you if he could get you drinks. Uh, yes. Yeah. If you have a good I would like that very much. We have everything your heart desires, sir. I'll have an Aperol spritz, please. Absolutely. Which the internet tells me is a top drink in Vienna. <laughs> I assume. I assume Iggy will have a white claw. No <laughs> oh, fucking cores, man. Oh yeah, of course. We do vodka cranberry. Have cores. We also have a vodka cranberry. What would, what would uh, Doctor Zambel drink? Well, the Doctor Zambel usually drinks uh, absinthe or some kind of really uh, speakeasy type of cocktail, but she's going trashy today with the vodka cranberry. Nice. <laughs> Too much absinthe last night, you know. <laughs> For God's sake. You got it. You got to uh, level it out. You got to level out your classy with your trashy. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what they say, Doc? Absinthe makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Dr. Zandro, I'd ask what you thought of these stone arrangements outside. It seemed like something that might be up your alley. Um, I was particularly interested in the ruins, yes. And mm -hmm. uh, all the bunkers built into the hillside. So this seems like uh, this. This particular island would be an excellent place to build a labyrinth. Hmm. And they've got plenty of room in the countryside, it seems. They do, yes. This may be something, uh, if I get to talk to Dr. Severson, who, yes, I do know peripherally. Everybody knows who Dr. Severson is. I Maybe I can talk her into investing. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, a rather friendly-looking friendly, friendly looking, uh, elderly man in his late 60s, quite small, with a large, prominent nose. And um, just wisps of gray hair, and he's wearing like a stained lab coat, and he's got like a little kind of uh, kind of threadbare little red strangle snare noose tie that he's wearing around his neck, and um, he he approaches you and says, "Oh, my friends, welcome, welcome." He says, "I I do not I do not recognize any of you. Are you all Are you all?" are all new faces. It's good to see some, some fresh, young faces. Oh, of course. I don't know. I haven't put my lanyard on, have I? I put my convention lanyard back on. Uh, oh, by the way, yes, you all were you were all issued um, uh, convention lanyards in the atrium. Good. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, so I demanded no so less. I believe, I, believe, I believe Iggy is now adorned with three lanyards, possibly four. Yeah, yeah. am. <laughs> <laughs> Just three. I haven't been able to get them. Get one from anyone else. Soon you'll harvest the lanyards of your foes. <laughs> Today, I, the lanyards. Tomorrow? Who knows? Uh, uh, I am uh, Joe Friedrichsen. A pleasure to make your acquaintance, sir. 
Morpheus, Dr. Morpheus is my name. Of course it is. I am so pleased to meet you. Of course, uh, yes. Mr. Mr. Fredrickson, you seem vaguely familiar to me. I will perhaps speak with you later, privately. Oh, but of course. Uh, I, and I'll introduce... I would enjoy that very much. Uh, and who, are, who are your friends here? Oh, oh, would you invite, man? No, but we'd love to hear about oh, it. Oh, oh, this year, this year I have, um, I have anti-gravity boots. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, do indeed. they work in shit? Do they, they work do. In stuff? Of course they work. Well, oh, wow. they they mostly work. <laughs> you you simply use a, a a handheld remote control device, and they allow you to uh, to uh, float in air like a bird. Mm. You can except, except except right now, um, you can only vertically, horizontally, not so much. If you but, can make anti gravity boots, can you not make anything anti gravity? This is what. Oh. Let we we'll, we start we we'll start small, hair <laughs> hawker. Hmm. If it's not wouldn't you agree? If it's not too much to ask, what is the principle under which this works? It's too it's it's too much to go into right now, oh, sir. And I'm a layman. I probably wouldn't understand. No. To be perfectly frank. Well, I would not say that. You seem like a you seem like a very um. You seem like a man of the world. <laughs> I right now they're, just, they're restricted to vertical movement only, unfortunately. Are you doing any like demos or anything? Is that I'd like to try that. Certainly, you are most welcome to try them, sir. Perhaps we can. Oh. Perhaps we can meet later, and I can demonstrate them for you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Check me out. Sounds okay. good. Then a young black woman approaches you. She's wearing a purple and gray yoga outfit and has a huge afro. <laughs> and she's like, hello, everyone. How are you? Is this your first convention? Well, yes, it is. it is for me. Yeah. I'm Iggy. Moon, What's your name? Moon Ashley's the name. All right, Moon. That's cool. You, you guys all look quite tense. You should come and join me. Later on tonight, I'm going to be giving a demonstration of Starlight Yoga. I'm the world's leading Starlight Yoga instructor. Oh, man. What's Starlight you, Yoga like? You know you're performing your poses, right? Yeah. You do yoga? You look like you do yoga. Oh, thanks, man. So, so I, I believe that certain poses coupled to... Um, specific mantras that I've derived from old texts uh -huh. will yoke the human spirit to harmonies found in different stars. Of what advantage would that be? Of what advantage? Yes. Mops. You it get creates micro-tunnels through the astral plane, obviously. Ah. Pardon my ignorance, for it was not obvious to me. Joke me too serious. Maybe. <laughs> I might have an interest in that. The only thing the only thing I'm certain of is that one never should attempt to harmonize with the sun. Is it it's, it's, it's proximity its proximity makes its power overwhelming and dangerous, you know? Oh yeah. Makes it too close, I suppose. 
That's why. That's why. Although it's not necessary, I. That's why I only practice starlight yoga at night. Hmm. So, so sense. I don't accidentally get drawn into the sun. Yeah, that's bad. Hmm. You don't want to do that. Anyway, I'll be giving a demonstration later. I'm not sure where it is. I've asked for it to be outside, obviously, so we can be under the stars. Yeah. But do do come look me up, guys. Okay, I gotta go to I gotta go to my room right now. Okay. All right, yeah, we'll, okay. we'll see the moon. So you guys go and you go sit on sit on a couch with your drinks, and um, then um, across from you, there's a there's a woman being uh, there's two women, and um, one of them looks um slightly annoyed by the other. Yes, she's very distinctive looking. No, because she's got this, this huge pile of blonde curly hair, and then she's got these like goggles on and then she just has these enormous five foot wide shoulder pads that <laughs> curve up into just sharp fractal angles and then beside her is uh, this rather innocuous looking middle aged woman um, in a green sequin dress who seems to be um, trying to offer her something and the, the younger woman is is um just um just shooing her away with her hands and then she just finally gets up and she comes and she comes over to you and she says excuse me may i do would you mind if i joined you not at all sorry which one is this again this is the younger blonde one with uh weird shoulder shoulder pads do we know what chris what chris severson looks like what you do you know what chris severson looks like Yeah. yeah of course you do she's incredibly famous okay is this her i don't know no, it's not. No, 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 no. All right, so we would recognize. It is not. Her. You have not. You have not met. You have not met Chris Severson yet. Check. So, um, are very appropriate. Just making sure. And she sits down and she says, "Oh, thank you. That woman's been driving me insane all morning." Oh, what's she been bugging you about? Whores. She's always trying to sell services. Oh. Uh. That's the problem. Oh, she's always Diggy, working. It's Diggy Madam. Makes mental, it's Diggy Madam, makes it's Madam Velasca. Face. She's always okay. working. She's always working okay. conventions and conferences on the island. Her wow. and her girls. Hmm. All right. Something to just file Why away. You? Which is, hi, my name's Veronica. Hi, Veronica. I'm Yiggy. Veronica. Veronica? Yes. <laughs> All right, I'll introduce so, myself as well. So wait, Veronica. your name is Veronica or Veronica? Veronica. Veronica. W e r Anika. Aha. Veronica. Wow, Veronica. Right, that's, that's Veronica really... Svensson. Oh wow! So you're like you're like related to Chris Severson? No, my name is Veronica Svensson. Oh, Svensson. Yeah, that's a different name, isn't it? It is a different name. <laughs> Are you presenting at the What's conference? your name? Your name is... I'm Joe. Why, oh, Gigi? Gigi. <laughs> yeah, it's Gigi. That's not what it says on your lanyard. Yeah, you got to listen to the, the Y. Oh, I'm collecting these. Yeah, you got to listen to the Y. It's Yigi. Oh, okay. I guess you really got yeah. to listen to like, the cadence of your voice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god, I hate these conferences. Absolutely Are you presenting at the conference? I'm trying to. I am looking for investors, and this is just the story of my goddamn life. Every year, I have to just pour myself out to these idiots with money who are just just looking for the next big thing and you know investors in this what? year this year i i got nothing well uh, right now i've got flip-flop that's what i'm trying to market right now flip-flop flip like the shoe no like the gas it's a gas bomb a gas okay. it's a uh -huh. gas bomb that just screws up people's sense of up and down left and right so a party favor right and wrong could use it as a party flavor but uh, it may it causes a lot of puking it's still a work in progress that's why i need investors chemical weapon well uh, maybe hmm. depends i'm not gonna ask questions whoever's got the money's got the money I hear am you. i right yeah, yeah. I hear you. and it, she clinks her glass to you Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the uh, yeah. the elder lady who was uh, with her approaches you, and she's like, oh, she uh, Veronica just shakes her head and rolls her eyes back in her head, and um, the elder lady says, "Good evening, or good evening, good morning, ladies and gentlemen." <laughs> um, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Madame Velasca. Are you all, you are all new to Alamarja. And while you are here, may my girls and I avail you of certain services should you require them. And she like, gives you, gives you all, she gives you all little calling cards and they all, they're all little credit card sized things and they all say, Madam Velasca, provider of certain services. <laughs> Yiki does not lose that card. All right. My shoes did get smudged last night. Was shoe polishing? Is that amongst your certain services? Can I? Can I? We check can certainly to see if provide. Do you enjoy having your shoes polished? One we cater. Like we cater on Alamarja. We cater for all delicacies, sir. <laughs> These shoes are not that delicate. You're a strange dude, Rob. <laughs> I'm a little unclear on the concept of the services they provide. You know, buttons sewn, shoes signed. Anything you like. Guides. Yo, she's a madam. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. like Madame Blavatsky. Yeah. Ah. She's a, she's do you a do madam. Readings? She's a madam. Do you do psychic readings? We do no. not do psychic readings. <laughs> mm. Madam Velasca, can you tell me anything about a place called the Sylvan Pines? Sylvan Pines? Sylvan Pines is a health resort. Oh, a health uh, resort. Yes. Perhaps you provide certain services at health resorts, seeing as they are probably healthy services. We do indeed. Hmm. We, as I said, we provide services. We cater for all delicacies. Sorry. Even your kind. Mm. Woof, woof. So you're all sitting there with your drinks, and then um, some servants arrive at the door. 
and they say, ladies and gentlemen, if you would still, if you would please be so kind as to make your way to the grand ballroom, hmm. the opening ceremony of Paracon will begin shortly. I'll go see the grand, the opening ceremony. Yeah, totes. Just from Joe's perspective of an understanding technology, like an anti-gravity boot and like his the flip phone he's forced to carry are about on the same par of inscrutable technology, like totally beyond <laughs> his his realm of of comprehension. He's going to do very well here. Yes. Any sufficiently advanced technology. Exactly. <laughs> and the grand ballroom is a two-story ballroom and one one wall is just a is just made up of floor-to-ceiling windows that look out over a balustraded terrace and then there's balconies on all of the other three walls and then the terrace itself is a beautiful place with stairs leading down to a pool and a maze beyond that and then um the the floor of the ballroom is this uh lovely pinkish tile and um it's well known that under the floor of the grand ballroom are pages from the grimoire of a 16th century cabalist oh because madame not madame dr severson is um very keen to uh have many wards Hmm. on the premises due to all of the um, paranormal work that she conducts. Hmm. Yeah, see, this place is right up my alley. And um, people are just, people are milling into the ballroom and um, Dr. Morpheus joins you again. And he comes back up to Joe and he's like, oh, sir, my friend, my friend, may I join, may I, may I keep you all company for the duration, or for a time, at least. But of course, uh, I'd love to have that chat with you later as well, after the opening ceremony, oh, perhaps. Absolutely, absolutely. And then um, the uh, just people milling all around. I assume you you don't see anybody familiar just yet. Um, so, and then the uh, same waiter from the from the uh, lounge comes up to you, and he has. Uh, glasses of champagne that he offers to all of you with champagne 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 sure sure oh, hell yeah yeah yep. it's new somewhere it's not doesn't have anything it's not laced with anything is it not that i expect to be poisoned but more like <laughs> mind-altering drugs or anything like that oh probably not <laughs> this is a this is find out it's paracon <laughs> right so, yeah, yeah, indeed. And um, while you're all you're all there with your drinks, um, Doctor Morpheus reaches into his um, breast pocket and he fishes out this small little um, silver sliver device, and he drops it into his drink. And the device starts flashing red. He takes it out again, puts the device in his pocket, and then just quietly just dumps the drink nervously into a nearby potted plant. Hmm. Wait, wait, uh, something wrong with the drink, sir? Oh, no. It's, it's, prob it's probably nothing. Nothing. 
I just have to watch out for my heart, you know. Uh, and there's still a lot of um, there's still a lot of milling around. There's still a lot of milling around going on. And um, of this of this wine of this champagne, it's fine. So you're all you're all drinking. Yeah, yours is just fine, isn't it? All right. Yeah. yeah I'll see how I'll see how Yigi responds to his first, and then <laughs> take a step. Yeah, I drink. I drink mine as soon as I got it in my hands. Mm -hmm. And Mops, Mops trusts his senses, so he'll drink it. And you don't. You don't. Have, you don't feel any. Uh, feel any ill effects? Excellent. We're music on. is getting. Music is getting louder and louder, and um, dry ice is starting to uh, fill a stage area. Cool. And the lights are starting to dim, and there's starting to be like these searchlights going around. And um, uh, Veronica Severson, no, Svensson. <laughs> Veronica Svensson. If that is her approaches real name. you again, and um, you know, nods acknowledgments and hellos to you again, and then she approaches Doctor Morpheus and she starts to talk to him for a moment, and then she just looks at him a bit oddly and just kind of just walks away. Uh, all of a sudden, the windows abruptly polarize, momentarily plunging the grand ballroom into a murky gloom. <laughs> and then the spotlights spring up again, directing everyone's attention to the stage. And then a smoke bomb explodes, and Dr. Chris Severson steps out. The music goes wild. She has her hands raised, and she's just uh, pumping her fists in the air. And the crowd's just bursting out in applause. Oh, very applause, impressive. You know, very and, impressive. Oh, yeah, it's very impressive. Oh, I'm actually then, saying that to myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she's, she's like, she's waving at them to, you know, be quiet, to calm, calm things down, calm things down. And she goes, thanks for coming to Paracon. If you've been here before, welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome to the family. In a world that's too often hostile to anyone who thinks outside of the box, it's great to be in a room filled with like-minded risk-takers. She points to a few people in the crowd by name and goes, it's wonderful to see you. Thanks for coming again. Yay. Everyone should ask her about her perpetual energy device. Am I right? Here's a new face I'm excited to see. And she's pointing at you. Oh. Jenny. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dr. <me>. Zanville. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, uh, I, and then, I uh, nod graciously around the room. As the reception is all about getting to know each other. So enjoy the food, enjoy the open bar, enjoy the live entertainment we've got for you, and relax. We're here to change the world. No pressure. And then she hops off the stage and she just starts mingling with people. All right, yeah, I'm hoping, like, I'll meet people and introduce myself, whatever. I'm hoping to find people more in the, like, psychic reading, soothsaying type of field, if there are such people here. So that's... It, you can carry on narrating, but that's what I'm kind of going to be keeping my eye out for. And, of course, Madame Lang, I guess, since we're supposed to meet with her. Actually, you're in luck, because you do see Madame Lang in the corner. Ah, perfect. We were all pretty drunk last night when we agreed to do this to uh, help her. Are we still all on board with that? I'll say as an aside. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah? <laughs> yes? Sure. Yeah. Fuck. Easy. In return to the guru, I agreed to perform this service. 
it, I, I would I would love the opportunity to schmooze with Dr. Severson, but uh, if we're going to be stealing something from her lab, then um, you know. Probably better she doesn't know us. As you as you approach Madame Lang, you see that she's in conversation with um, uh, a, a man that you saw at the edge of the, or some of you may have seen at the edge of the dance floor before the uh, murder last night. Aha! Uh -huh. And he is uh, he is again the uh, just a European man of indistinct age, and he's dressed in a simple suit, and he is like a modest tie noose. And as he sees you approaching, he just mutters something to Madame Lang, and he just walks away. And he's. Can I hear what he said? No, you do not hear. You don't hear anything. There's too much. There's too much commotion going on. And um, you approach Madame Lang, and she says, "Oh, my darlings, you are finally." What's up, man? And she says, "Like, oh, come join me. Come join me aside here." Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Madame Lang. Okay, and she says, firstly, we have a problem. Uh-oh. <laughs> I have been informed by a little bird that there is a mover cloak gang here, and they are here to steal the etheric trap. The same etheric trap that my handlers have hired you to retrieve. Hmm. Yeah, do we know who these mover guys like are? Do we have their identity? No, we do not. Yeah, if we had right. their identity, my dear, it would not be a problem. Yeah, that's a good point. So, do we know how many? No, we do not. Yeah, mm. damn it. All right. I feel like it's like the the madam and her girls, probably, but you know. So with with movers, I would I would warn you that you need to be careful of being scanned. Because if they scan you, the entire jig is up. Yes, we'll be on the lookout for these suboptimal demorgenizing. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, okay, she provides you with a map. There uh -huh. it is. Uh -huh. oh. which, I, which I shall also provide to you separately. And in a bigger file that you can go over. And, and she says, "She says I suggest you study this map and get the lay of the land. And then later tonight, you will meet my contact in the maze, and they'll provide you with all of the gear you'll need." Anything else we ought to be doing in the meantime to prepare, or just mingling and looking like we belong here? I would just mingle. Case the joint, as you say. Hmm. So the windows polarize again. And then this um, slow, exotic music starts to play. And this, uh, this woman lowers from the ceiling. And her skin is just painted with golden and silver scales. And then the underside of her long brown hair is dyed like a mossy iridescent green that glimmers out as it shifts sensuously around her body <laughs> and then a forked tongue darts out, darts out from between her red lips and she starts doing this you know 
Sexy dance. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just, you see her writhing slowly, and it's this, you know, Eastern-influenced music, and it's real conference entertainment. Dancing, and she's, like, writhing around various uh, attendees and stuff, and they're all, like, nervously smiling and laughing and like and then uh just a large python winds its way down from the ceiling and then just winds itself sensuously around her and they continue in this uh eastern sensual dance thing and then the the lights go down again and the music stops and everybody just is just rapturously applauding you see Dr. Severson mm. over near the stage. Does anyone want to uh I'd like to I'd like to go talk to her, please. I will look okay. at the uh, Anyone uh, want to come with? Dr. You're coming with me? Yeah, I'll I'll accompany you. Okay. Okay. I'm watch everyone. I'm watch everyone. Um I will uh I'll Mingle with the crowd, look for my soothsayer. Oh, but also keep an eye out for Dr. Morpheus. He, I had promised him a chat at some point. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I'll go with Joe then. So, yes. You, um, you start walking. Um, this is um, Dr. Zambil and um, Mops. Mm-hmm. Head over towards Dr. Severson. And uh, she glances up and then she just has a, just a huge beaming smile. And she walks over and she um, grabs your hand. Um, Dr. Zambil, she takes your hand in both of her hands and she just shakes it really strongly and she says, Dr. Zambil, it's such an honor to meet you at last. I'm delighted you could join us this year. And I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. I am so looking forward to your speech tomorrow. You must, you must, you must see my, um, my maze. I would love to. It, it um... is, it is, it is paltry compared to your designs, but... I am quite I am quite proud of it and I think you'll find it has some it has some interesting technological developments that hopefully you'll find curious at least. I would very much like to see that. I'm uh, very yeah. interested. I've I've heard rumors but obviously uh, do not know the details so I would be honored if you would show me. Oh, I would I would be delighted. Um, I do not know if I will have time myself but I can certainly have my assistant Lisa or show you, or, you know, it's quite safe, and it is open to all guests. You you are free to to navigate it yourself, and if you have any oh. questions, you're free to ad- address them to me, or to uh, Lisa, or one of my other assistants, and uh, I would be happy to tell you. Uh, that, would, that would be delightful, and uh, perhaps uh, at some point, I know you're very busy, uh, but I could... Um, talk to you about a project I'm working on, another uh, elaborate project. Oh, and she um, is, is like very, you know, politely, dismissively going, oh, certainly, sure, absolutely. <laughs> and then she just, she sees somebody, you know uh-huh. what I'm talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Waves, she just waves at nothing and, and heads off, heads off oh. in that direction. And she says, well, you two, have a great time, and we'll catch up. We'll catch up soon. Okay. Now we're feeling well, better about stealing from her. <laughs> well, that yeah, move. yeah, that was yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I, I I expected that somebody of her stature would probably you know, 
do that, but at least we got to we got to pass to the labyrinth, so, um, or to the maze. Excuse me, uh, so we could we can check out the maze. Excellent. Perhaps there's a way to the lab through the maze. Who knows? And um, as you as you as you're standing there, um, having been um, basically um, dismissed by uh, Doctor Severson, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Severson. Um, so uh, an, an Indian gentleman approaches you and um, um, uh, asks you, "Excuse me, would you would you have anyone would you have anyone in your party with um, with psychic abilities or psychic energy? We're trying to put together an Akashic wave later tonight, and we have we have openings for two more psychics." Uh, I have I have plans, but thank you. But you, you, madam, do not. Do, I don't mean any offense, but you don't. You do, you don't meet our requirements. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, someone with psychic energy. Oh wow! Okay. I do. I don't. A, I don't good. mean. I don't mean to cause offense. But if you could, if you could, if you could, point me to anyone in your party. Where Where are the rest of your party? Uh... I don't know. Who, who should we throw to? <laughs> we throw to him. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, Mops is weird, partly because I haven't fully worked out exactly, you know, because I didn't really want to work out exactly why he's so long lived and how this was made, like how he was made. I'm, I'm, I've kept some details open, so possibly he's got some latent psychic abilities he doesn't even know about. But otherwise, no, it doesn't seem game. to be. It doesn't seem to be either of you. He would say, "Okay, whatever." he just, he just, he just, he just like pats you on the shoulders, and he's like, "Well, thanks, guys." Well, I, you know how it is at these things. It's really difficult to put together an akashic wave, and he just, he, he wanders off. He wanders off into the crowd. Well, he just scanned us. So Joe and Iggy are are you guys together or? Sure, we're gonna look for. Sorry, I was gonna look yeah. for Doctor Morpheus, and Iggy's always there for a good time. It seems like. Pretty much. Iggy wants to get his hands on those anti gravity boots. Hell yes. Fuck yeah, he does. <laughs> okay, so you come you come along and uh, you see you see Doctor Morpheus, and um, he's he's there and he's talking he's talking to that uh, that younger Indian guy again. Hmm. That was that was that was earlier. Just that was just that was just talking to um, Doctor Zanbill. Hmm. So you approach and you, uh, Doctor Morpheus sees you and he's like he's like waving frantically and smiling at you. Like and, in a, uh, a waving in a friendly oh, no. way or yes. a waving us away yes. kind of way. Okay. No. Yeah. No. 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 In a friendly, welcoming <laughs> uh, way. And is the guy still talk? You're still with him? Oh, he is. Yes. Okay. And uh, so, um, Doctor so, Morpheus, Joe, you remember Yiggy? Hey, what's up, man? Ah, yes, Yiggy. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. Yiggy. Uh, Yiggy. This, Yiggy. Yiggy. I'm sorry. Um, oh, you're good. This young man. This young man is Mr. Uh, Purushatam. Is it Purushatam? And the guy says, "Yes, deep." Name is Deep. You can call me Deep, and he he shakes your hands, mm -hmm. and uh, he seems yeah he seems pleasant enough. He's like um, 
he's just like he's in a he's in a dark blue suit and it's like it's all covered with like tiny soft twinkling lights and then um he's got like a, a matching kind of cap and he's like just really really enthusiastic and he's like i i'm a reality engineer and we're trying to we're trying to put together an akashic wave later with other this we're meeting with some other akashic with with other reality engineers reality and, um, engineer yeah they work for disney <laughs> ah, engineering. Yes, I'm very familiar. Yeah. An akashic wave. It's a self-sustaining hyper-consciousness ring that transcends space-time. Well, it sounds exciting, but dangerous. No, no, it's not. It's not dangerous at all. It just. It's just. You just. You need a. You need a certain number of psychic ability. Psychically abled people in order to conduct it. We've well, yet I'd to do, pull it off. I'm afraid I'd be a little use, uh, no psychic ability. No, but I, 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 I think you might be able to help us, Mr. Yigi. Good to meet you. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong. People always get my name wrong, too. <laughs> That's all right, Deep. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really know much about that kind of stuff. Oh, but you clearly, you clearly have, you clearly have a psychic energy to you, and mm. the, the akashic wave, the akashic wave will just open your mind, and you see the universe at one, and it just reveals so much insight into oneself and your core. You uh. please, please come with us later. And he just, he just hands you a card. And he goes, "Think about it later." We. We'll, we're meeting in we're meeting in room two B. If you'd like, if you'd like to come, you've been saying yeah, you're working work on your core, Yiggy. And he said, "Yeah, well, I mean, like, like my, like my plaster core, core muscles, not like my brain core." Ah. So um, yeah, I'll think about it deep. That sounds real and, neat and stuff. <laughs> and while those while those two are while those two are talking. Same time those two are talking, Doctor Morpheus um, leads you aside, Joe, and um, he um, says quietly to you, "My my Imperial Royal Highness, I know who you are. Oh, fuck. It is I am I am I am honored and privileged to meet with you. Thank you." Uh, Good subject, but do keep your voice down. I don't want to draw attention to myself here. I have, I have an invention. I have an invention that will surely, surely aid you and restore you to the throne. I can steal their soul from the television, and you can then interrogate the soul. And I have been watching that vile Archduke Karl von Habsburg. We can hmm. use my device to expose him as a fraud and prove that you, my Imperial Highness, are the one true Holy Roman Emperor. Hmm. We're not quite ready to come outside uh, to the wider public just yet, but uh, I would like to talk to you more about this. Our but allies, make no our moves allies until are further. everywhere, Your Highness. Make no moves until I consult with you further, please. But our allies are everywhere. And our really? enemies, our enemies are closer still. And as you're talking, as you're talking, you uh, 
you you notice that there's like a like a, a small little red dot beam of light tracing its way up Dr. Morpheus's leg. Okay. Um I'm not high tech, but I am on the lookout for assassinations. Uh can I quickly but and... uh unobtrusively nudge him aside out of the light? Like, kind of just, like, put my hands on his shoulders and guide him to walk with me? No, you just, all of a sudden, the the, the beam starts moving up towards his chest, and there's a high-pitched ping. You just hear a high-pitched ping right in your immediate vicinity. And um, Dr. Morpheus just grabs his wrist, and he has a, he's wearing a watch on his wrist, and you just see that the watch is just glowing red hot, and he just takes the watch from his wrist, and it just drops to the floor. And then Morpheus just dashes out through the nearest available door, and he's just out of there. Okay, I'm going to look back toward where the light came from, if I can, and toward the sound. Well, what you see, you don't see, you, what you see is um, lying on the floor, just right by you, is a perfectly formed bullet. And it's just it's just lying there, like it just lost all of its kinetic energy. Wow, that's a pretty good invention. Oh, that's a good watch. <laughs> okay, um, but I don't see anybody with obviously with a gun of any sort and a laser no, scope. You don't you don't see anybody, and more importantly, Morpheus is just out of there. He's just gone. Hmm. I think if he dropped the watch, you better pick it up. Uh, but it was like burning hot. It sounded like. Well, yeah, I, you you yeah, pick it up. It's still it's still it's still quite hot. But you can you can. You well, I've can got pick a, it I've up. got a handkerchief, of course. Uh, I'll use that to pick it and the bullet up. <laughs> yeah, you're a member of the aristocracy. You've got a handkerchief. Yeah. Why would I not? How would I have not have a handkerchief? <laughs> Intriguing. Okay, I'll pick those things up. But I'm not seeing any sign of of assassin. No. Okay. Damn there's it. no there's there's no sign of that at all. Ain't that always the and way? Then, no. And then nearby there's a there's a there's a sudden commotion as um a conference attendee just faints and the small crowd gathers around her and she's completely unconscious and then they, they bring her to her feet and they ask for glasses of water and they like um slowly revive her and they all, they all decide she's just been overcome by all of the commotion and the the closeness of all the close proximity of everyone. It's everyone agrees that it's it's gone. It's gotten quite warm in here. They open up the glass wall to let in the uh, the uh, springtime air, and hmm. everything everything is quite cool down. And she seems fine. Hmm. There doesn't there doesn't seem to be much of a problem there at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was some kind of distraction, probably. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, so I'll touch base back with Yiggy if he's done talking to Deep. Um, I don't know if you saw that, Yiggy. Uh, someone just tried to assassinate Dr. Morpheus. What? That's Wait, where did, uh, did you see the guy that... I saw one of those, those uh, pointy light sights that they use on guns nowadays crawl yeah, up there. Yeah. It's some kind of incredible device that appears to have stopped the bullet in its tracks. Keep an wow. eye out for anyone with... Well, anyone unusual, I think, would not narrow things down here, but anyone <laughs> uh, armed with firearms, I'd be most curious to find out about them. So wait, is Morpheus okay? Seemed fine. Look, here's the bullet. 
Okay, but like, where'd he go? Uh, he ran off. Uh, I will uh, look for him discreetly in a bet. Unfortunately, I couldn't find. I was hoping I'd spot the assassin, but no luck. This seems uh, to be quite the island for assassinations, don't you find? Yeah, man, it's it's rough around here. Listen, I'm gonna go find Morpheus then. Yeah, and then um, Yiggy's gonna try to track down Morpheus. One of his. Okay, he ran, I'll point that. which way he ran out to Yiggy. Perfect. I think I won't pursue. I'm kind of just like looking around to try to find uh, anybody who looks suspicious, but I'm assuming that's not going to leap right out at me. A, a, a hush and a great commotion starts to um, go across the crowd uh, near the entrance to the grand ballroom, and everybody is just um, turning and looking towards the doors, and um, there is this woman standing in the doorway that is clearly... Um, quite the guest and she's this um, Middle Eastern looking woman she's in her early 30s and she's in this you know absolutely breathtaking dress and um, I can tell you that her name is Akinori Khan and she is the most sought after investor oh. on Alamarja oh and she stands there imperiously, just gazing out over the crowd like a queen holding court. Or possibly like a shark warily eyeing a suit of hungry Romora. <laughs> she controls some very large purse strings, and a lot of people in this room are hungry for her money and support. This again? And Dr. Severson immediately makes her way over to her and starts chatting with her. Well, I'd love to try to approach her, but I think someone of her stature is going to be even more difficult than Dr. Severson. Uh, let, let's uh, let's see if we can get a little closer to the to the investor. What's her name? Khan. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> and then uh, a hologram of a um, a younger woman, um, youngish Italian woman with a with a a ponytail that actually comes out over the top of her head, mm -hmm. like a scorpion tail, mm -hmm. appears on the stage and um, says, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who wish to, you may now apply the roll-on adhesives that are being passed by staff among you right now to the soles of your shoes if you wish to enjoy some zero-G dancing for the evening. And so people people are doing this. They're taking these um, they're taking these metallic strips off off that off these trays that the servants are handing out, and they're applying them to the soles of their shoes. And yeah, can a mop can take? Can he take a couple and also swipe a couple extra while he's at it? Certainly, sure. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do the same. I'll try to swipe a few extra. I'm not going to put mm -hmm. you on my right now. Yeah, they're not really, they're not really um, zero, they don't really give you zero-G shoes. It's what's what's happening is that there's mm -hmm. magnetic field manipulators under the floor of the ballroom that, oh. are, that just allow people who have the metallic roll-ons on their feet to float up in the air. It's not really true zero-G, it's just the magnetic fields allow you and your partner to like literally sort of walk on air at pre-programmed heights which vary in shift throughout the ballroom so hmm. it's, it's 
it's trickery. It's trickery, oh. but yeah, but you know, but seems trickery. interesting. <laughs> Is do these uh, strips only work inside the ballroom? Yes. Okay. Nevertheless, uh, they would. I'll just keep them. Okay. Yep, okay, so you two are you two are heading over towards the door towards um, Doctor Severson and uh, Akinori Khan. Yes. Okay, and yet you approach them, and you and Doctor Severson goes, "Ah, Miss Khan, this is this is Doctor Zanbill. I'm sure you've heard of her. This is who I was telling you about earlier." And oh, wow. um, Khan reaches at her her hand rather kind of sort of dismissively and uh says charmed i'm sure chris chris tells me you uh deal in mazes mazes and labyrinths yes and why would i want to put money in a maze well um i aren't these aren't aren't these funhouse attractions they are not. Uh, they are sources of energy, depending on how and where they are built. And I feel that uh, this island would be a, a great place to build it. There's a, there's a great deal of, of psychic energy and um, uh, spiritual energy that can be harnessed through the building of mazes and labyrinths. A lot of power to be generated and illumination. And this would be powerful energy? Extremely. And what would the limits of this energy be? Uh, they could be limitless uh, under the right circumstances. And how expensive well, would this it's folly be? It's quite expensive. Um, see, I, I don't know what the currency rate is on... on that I should be using, but I don't want to put a I don't want to put a dollar figure on it at the moment. But it is it is quite an a quite an expensive venture. But I feel that it is a small price to pay for ultimate knowledge and power. Hmm. Do you have a card, my dear? I do, and I present her with my card. And she takes your card. She says, Chris tells me you're giving a, a lecture tomorrow morning. Yes, I'm giving a lecture on the labyrinth at Saturnius D. And uh, that is a, a, a minor example of what I'm um, intending to build. Well, while your mazes and labyrinths do not interest me, sources of renewable, limitless energy certainly interest me. So perhaps we can speak again tomorrow. I would uh, like that very much. As I would, would I. And then, uh, just as she says that, she she stumbles forward slightly and supports herself on um, Dr. Severson's shoulder. And Dr. Severson is like, oh, oh, Miss Khan, are you all right? Are you all right? And um, security, she just waves security in. And then Miss Khan just, like, collapses to the floor. Oh, great. And they... they, they so they pick her up again, and and she just she seems confused, and she just she's she's like I am oh I'm fine I just I'm just oh where am I I just so confused and I just feel lightheaded perhaps perhaps a glass of water perhaps a glass of water and they you know they 
they take her away. And um, uh, you basically go, well, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was making progress. <laughs> well, I think you made progress. She took your card. She okay. got your card. Okay. She got your card. There, okay, well, that's good. All right, your calculated risk. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I, that was a calculated risk. It paid off. Uh, huh? What shall we do next, Mops? I am not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm putting on the damn uh, uh, space dance shoes. Thanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a very troubling assassination attempt. 3D dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Yiggy is still interested. I mean, he wants to do the 3D dancing, but. We gotta go find Dr. Morpheus, right? Uh, he seems to be able to take care of himself. Alright. <laughs> uh, if you'd like, we can go. No, it's it's fine, I guess. But at least let's dance our way over to the doorway. That sounds like an excellent plan, Joe. I'm okay. glad that you're thinking on the same level as me. This is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Alright. Uh, so yeah, we make our way over to, or I, I and I assume Yugi will dance our yeah. way through the uh, dancing on the ceiling, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a feeling! Quite, quite the feeling. Uh, a little fired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see if we could follow him. Into the atrium. Okay, so um, you go into the atrium, and the atrium is um, is is quite empty of. Of visitors, there you know there are a few people here and there. Are there any staff people here? Um, like, yes, there are. There, there's a there's a desk clerk. I'll ask the desk clerks if she saw some Doctor Morpheus, and if their name doesn't ring a bell, I'll describe him. Come running through here, and if which way he went, if so. Uh, oh, I I did see Doctor Morpheus. He headed towards the elevators. I assume he was um, returning to his rooms. Ah. Uh, do you know I needed to uh, return something to him? Do you know which room he's in? Um, he is on the second floor, and he is just one moment. He is in room thirteen B. Wow, that's a that's sorry, pretty two, loud security there. Two yeah. three two three B. Sorry, he's on the second floor. So wait, so I'm looking at the map. I. Is there a different building where our rooms actually are? Yes, there okay. is. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think, Yagi? Should we? Uh... Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, we'll head so over. You take the. the you're taking the. You're taking the lobby elevators. Yeah. Okay. And um, the elevator leads you to the second floor mm -hmm. of the mansion, and you are in. Can I bring that up? I can. On the map, you're in the lobby on the second floor. Mm -hmm. And oh, I uh, see the guest house there. Yeah, got it. Yeah, you cross you cross a walkway mm -hmm. that leads you to another building, which serves primarily as a guest house. Okay. It, it doesn't have a first floor. It's just it's just elevated on these four large pillars, and then. The lowest floor is connected to the second floor of the mansion by just a, ah, an ah. open air walkway. Okay. Yeah, I'll go so, to the uh, room as described. 
Okay. And, I, and uh, before I knock, uh, Yiggy, maybe stand clear of the door. Sometimes after uh, an assassination attempt, people are prone to come out shooting. So from the side of the door, I'll knock on it. Like, not standing directly right, in man. front of it. <laughs> Inside, you uh, you hear uh, Dr. Morpheus's voice just nervously say, Yes? Uh, it's Joe. Wanted to make sure you were all right, Dr. Morpheus. Oh, oh, oh. My Imperial Royal Highness, just one moment, please. Joe will be fine. You're, you're what now? I make, a, I make a, like, kind of cuckoo gesture at Yiggy. <laughs> like, uh, Dr. Morpheus opens opens the door to his room and ushers you inside and then closes his closes his door. Uh, Dr. Morpheus, uh, first compliments on your device that appears to have stopped that assassin's bullet. Do you know who might be targeting you in particular? I feel, I feel it. I feel, maybe speak in front of this gentleman? Oh, of course. You, salt of the earth. Good chap. I, I, I feel it is the, I feel it is the, the, the followers of, of Archduke Karl von Habsburg. Oh no, don't talk about that in front of you. My mistake. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. Yiggy, I'll explain well, this later. I shall... I, how, All right. Shall I refer to them as our, our Austrian friends? Mm. No, our Austrian enemies sounds like could be more appropriate. Mm. Austrians? Like Australians? Yep. Mm, like Australians, but uh, less barbecue prone. Uh, <laughs> barbecue prone. <laughs> barbecue uh, prone. They are less afflicted with barbecues. It's a terrible yes. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you get a look at your would-be assassin? I did not. Hmm. This is why I have to defend myself with these with these devices. Enemies are everywhere. I tell you, my device will expose them, expose him for the fraud he is, destroy their movement, and restore you to the throne. At um. Uh, um <clears throat> Uh, yes, uh, Yiggy, uh, uh, Would you like to try my anti-gravitational boots, Mr. Pop? Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. It's one size fits all. And he, uh, he, he gives you them, and then they've got, like, um, uh, they've got, like, um, one of those, uh, like, uh, remote control, airplane controllers, where there's, like, two joystick things, and it's, it's pretty clunky looking, but, um, so he... He gives you those and says, "You, you are, you are, you are free to, free to test them as you wish." I must warn you that mo moving sideways is 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 quite difficult. But if you grab onto something and give yourself a good push in that direction, they'll tend to take you that way. But vertical, up and down, they work like a dream. All right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I think Iggy starts or Giggy starts fucking around with the the anti grab boots. Like floats up to the ceiling and then back down gently. Like tries to like float near the top again. Then just starts like like kind of bouncing off the walls. Like kind of floating in the uh, space shuttle style. Like he's having a great day. <laughs> yeah, and they work. They work just fine. Incredible. You are quite a genius, Dr. Morpheus. I must compliment you. Well, I suppose you can only be on your lookout, as can I, for future assassination attempts. Um, if you need to reach me, I pull out my sort of ancient flip phone. I have this high-tech communicator. Look at it and find out how to contact me on it. 
Dr. Like, I don't actually know how to give him my number, even. Dr. Morpheus says, I certainly will, and perhaps I shall see you tomorrow. But for tonight, I feel the safe. I feel safer in my rooms for now. That seems wise. Okay. And then we cut back to Mops and uh, Dr. Zanbill, who are still in the ballroom, I believe. Yes. Yes. And the um, the uh, the evening's events are are drawing to a close, and people are starting to um, spill uh-huh. out of the ballroom and into the atrium. And some are going to the lounge. Some are going into the lifts and just heading over to their rooms for the night. Others are um, heading out of the ballroom and um, out onto the uh, the patio, the poolside patio, and into the gardens. And mm-hmm. there seems to be a, like a, a cafe in the in the pool area and stuff that people are going to. And um, you see. Um, Madame Lang takes your arm, Mops. Oh. And says, uh, one more thing, Herr Hawker. My little birds tell me that there is chatter that you are in danger. Hmm. Hmm. So so we have suspected. They tell me a cell phone surfaced last night. Hmm. And your name your name was mentioned. Beyond that, I don't know. But I can tell you if your name is mentioned, it's not a good thing. So I would advise you to take care and to be careful. And I will bid you all good night. This has been a tiresome, tiresome evening, but hopefully it will be profitable hmm. for all of us. And she heads off out, actually, the front door to a waiting car and just leaves. Ah, okay. Um, Is it time to go check out the maze? Oh, you could go. You could go to the maze, yes, that would work. Mops, what do you think? Yes, well, let's do that for now. Okay. What about about Joe and... um, yeah, can we meet back up with them for a yeah. sec? Okay. Yeah. Does, uh, does Yiggy still have the boots? Is Yiggy allowed to still have the boots? Oh, Doctor, uh, Doctor Morpheus is a he's a he's a kind soul. He's letting you hold on to them and nice. try them out. Oh, that's incredible. Yes, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, I won't break them or nothing, Doc. Thanks. <laughs> Where do you need these back for your like thing? He says, "Oh, you may, you may, you may return them to me, just just before conference end tomorrow evening. We'll be fine." Nice. All right. So, yeah. Sounds good. Please do 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 take note of how they perform, and advise me of any idiosyncrasies or problems you find with them. Yeah, you got it, Doc. I'll road test them. All right. So. All right, so you all meet up, and you I'm all head. Will have no use whatsoever. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you all, you all meet up, and you all head across the uh, the ballroom oh, and, th- oh. and through the the open the open glass doors out into the patio and pool and cafe area. And the cafe the cafe is famous on the island because of it's been outfitted 
the mimetic filter so that everyone sees their favorite mass brand of coffee. <laughs> so some of you see a Starbucks, some of you see Costa Coffee, some of you see Gloria Jeans. It's what Iggy sees a McCafe. Uh, it's whatever whatever tickles your passion for espresso is there what it's it's fine coffee it's fine all right it's just not as overpriced as those other places or whatever and then and then some people are the the pool is very deep and there's no shallow end and there's you know some people are are swimming in that and then beyond that in in the darkness is um is the maze and it, it looks like it's sort of like a regular hedge maze, except it's made of chain link and razor wire, oh and electric cords. And then it's just covered in ivy that grows through it that would be impenetrable even without the razor wire. And it's like, it's, you know, it has the appearance more of a magic funhouse than a maze. And so you were just, you're heading in there. I suppose. Yes, I very, hope very, I don't very... offend you, Dr. Zanville, but this looks like quite the monstrosity. Yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely a unique um, architecture. Yes. Unique. <laughs> a fine yeah. word for it. Uh, just, just, just don't touch the edges. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose not. So you go through it, then there, there are you know, dead ends, and um, the layout seems to periodically change. Uh, is there uh, a ceiling on this? So, no, it's open to the air. Nice. Okay. And so um, you find this, you know, and there's, there's you know, occasionally one or two people, but eventually, you know, you just, you're alone. And, you know, it's it's very interesting. I mean, um, you find it quite curious, Dr. Zambil. You're not quite sure how she's achieving it, whether she's doing it with some sort of um, mimetic perception filter or if it's some kind of... Um, complex automation although some people have apparently hypothesized that she's using actual dimensional yeah. rotation do you think that could be possible i i would i would incline towards the dimensional rotation hmm. um, because i don't think you can achieve this with with you know mechanical by by automation okay it's a, in most of the configurations it's like studded with there's like little gathering points and seating areas for private conversations. And mm -hmm. as you you um, turn a corner into one, you find yourself in one of these um, in one of these points. And, and and it's a small area with a with a with a bench. And you hear a you you hear a familiar voice. That's, oh, it's me, friends. Ah, fuck. Ah, uh, oh, Tony. Oh, how my is? God, Tony? How is? How is? It's me, Tony. Oh, Tony's fired. Tony, I didn't Jay. think you were coming to the conference. Where did you go? Where'd you... Oh, Jesus. Why didn't you come last night? Jesus, it was mad. It was mad. I tell you, it was mad. Uh, well, it was mad then? Oh, last night. Oh, fucking mental. Absolutely mental. Tony, Tony, do you know Madame Lang? Of course, everybody knows Madame Lang. Is that who sent you here? Why do you think Tony Sparkplugs is here? Well, I don't know. Why is Tony Sparkplugs here? As, as well as fixing cars, I am here for all of your hoist and 
worldly logical means. Uh-huh. And he and he places just a large duffel bag down on the ground in front of you. Oh wow! And he said, "He says everything is a gonna need. There's uh, gaffer tape, gloves, zip ties. There's a glass cutter, grappling hook. There's uh, uh, there's a baseball bat for." <laughs> Fucking beating the shit out of people if you need to deal with that. There's uh then there's some more sophisticated stuff in here. There's uh there's a personal copier. We've only got one of them because they're expensive. <laughs> do, you, do you know what a personal of course you don't know what a personal copier does. You wear it on your wrist like a watch. And then you can just shake hands with somebody. As long as you touch them, you can assume you can just get a sense of their DNA and you can copy them. Only lasts for about an hour and you'll be as sick as a dog afterwards. But it works great. Oh, wow. And what else That's we got? Nice. Shit grass grenades. We got we got a we got a we got, what, we got you can get a half dozen there's a half dozen of these shit gas grenades. Oh these are God. really good. These will take yeah, anybody man. out. They make anybody go they just make you go mad. They just scare you. Scare the shit out of you, literally. That's where they get their name. <laughs> you don't want to be around. It sounds bad afterwards. And then there's a Heistmate DX1000 in here. So, What's that? Well, let's just say the DX is for Deus Ex. And it basically does all the things you need in a heist. You know, tracks radio broadcasts, senses doors, combinations. Whatever the fuck you want, it does that. There's all that vague shit you need for a heist. No, we're gonna <laughs> so, need that. There's a load of stuff in there. I'll give you as a list. You can look it over. You can look it over with your map later. But good luck with it. Well, you're not coming with us? Fuck no. I'm not going in there. Are you joking me? That place is impenetrable. <laughs> what? So even with the heist mate DX, uh, you think we can't do it? I just provide them. I don't design them. <laughs> Johnny, after all this, we're going to go out for drinks. All right, bud? I was just going to ask you, Iggy, is the bar still open? Of course it is uh, open. Uh, well, then, oh, uh, inside gonna, the place, I'm, sir? I'm heading, in, I'm heading into the bar. But there's a free bar. <laughs> so, Madam, Madam Lang, you know, I would have done it for free if she told me there was a free bar. So. <laughs> but however... <laughs> Getting paid as well. Bonus. Fucking great. Yeah, not bad. He's like, all right, listen, lads and missus. <laughs> we'll see us around. Good luck tomorrow. And he just he heads off. And <laughs> and disappears around the corner of the maze. So one of, yous, one of you one of you is gonna have to carry the duffel bag. I'll carry I the think duffel. it's Yiggy. Oh, oh okay. Yiggy. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I've already got the boots. I uh, I've already got the boots. All right. Are we going to have time for a heist tonight yet? <laughs> or is that going to have to hold for a third session? Well, I don't think you guys have. You, you guys haven't even scoped out the place, have you? No. So, well, okay, we you, do do, that. you do notice that the, um, you do notice that the, um, the maze starts to like shift slightly while you're standing there. So, um, it's probably, it's probably a good idea to start. Heading out of it and heading back to heading back to your rooms. For sure. 
And so yeah, you, actually. Okay. So you, you he's start. Gonna, he's going to Go activate ahead. his boots, and he's just going to float right out of the maze. All right. Okay. He'll work on that horizontal stuff. Watch the razor wire. Yeah. So, so Iggy flips he's out. Gonna do it the like rest, he's just doing big jumps. The rest of you are walking, and um, you turn a corner, and you find yourself um, in front of this. Uh, the, it, there's two men standing in front of a this large topiary that they're they're trimming, and the topiary is uh, uh, is it looks decidedly like uh, like Joe's, like a bust of Joe. Done in in ivy, and then in front of him is like a, a, a two-headed eagle that they've also cut out. Mm. And then, uh, they 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 the two men turn around when they they hear you turn the corner, and um, they both they just immediately fall to their knees and go, "Oh, my imperial royal highness! Oh, your my my imperial majesty!" And one of them just goes, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do this. And he gets up and he just runs. At ease. At ease, lads. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the other guy. The other guy the stuck other, around. Okay. And the other guy, the, okay, you say at ease, and the other guy uh -huh. stands up and he's like, he's like hugely, hugely nervous. Right, remember, and, um, we're, we're trying to keep quiet about all this. Well, just, just, just as you're saying that, a, a shot rings out, oh. and uh, the guy goes, "No!" and he throws himself in front of Joe, and just his, his head just opens up, and his brains just go everywhere. Yeah, just Fuck. like that. <laughs> and he just yeah. he just flops to the ground. And uh, okay, I'm pulling my sword cane out. Do I see where the shot came from this time? No, you do not. God you, damn it. you hear that it came from somewhere in the direction of the uh, of the mansion. Hmm. Uh, doctor, doctor, can you get us out of the maze quickly with your amazing sense of mazery and directions? I think I, I can do that. Um, I, um, let's I, stay low, I suggest. Uh, yes. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Um, okay. am, am, am I gonna have to roll for that or something, or can we just assume that I'm good at this? <laughs> oh, you're good at it. You have a okay. you have an innate you have an innate sense of it. Fantastic. Okay. Well, There's been no rolling tonight. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, then so, let's get out of this maze and go back towards the mansion, but do it carefully um, and quietly. Okay. okay. So you 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 head back to the mansion. Okay. And then um, I am. What am I going to do here? I'm gonna. Ask you all to roll. Okay. My boring six doesn't seem so bad, I guess. I'm going. I'm going to tell you that um, uh, some of you were uh, scanned by movers. Yeah. God damn yeah, it. we figured. Yep. And that's all I can tell you is that you've been scanned. Hmm. I'm fairly uh, sure. What are uh? Would our characters know that we've been scanned? No. Your characters like do just, not know okay. they've been scanned. Your characters just feel odd. Okay, okay a momentary. You just feel then. slightly odd. All right. The bad news is your characters all take a strike. Uh oh. Oh, great. Uh, what does that mean? Numbers? Uh, it's a three strikes, your character dies. Oh. I wouldn't worry about it too much. You've basically you got strike um, the other night, uh, Doctor Zanville, 
but your strike was recovered just with good night's rest from when you got when you got trampled. Now Mops is fine. Okay. Do do do. But everyone else is unfortunately Okay. How what does it feel like the strike? You just feel like um different. (laughs) It's hard to explain. Um but off, like not not they, happy different. I'm, I'm fairly sure both Yiggy and I got got scanned. Not not in no, it's not in a it's not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that. Like I know it's bad. Yeah, it just says all you perceive, all the characters perceive is that they don't feel quite right. Right. Okay. So hmm. all right. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody doing like anything at us. Nobody no gunmen, nobody with some weird psychic helmet on shooting waves at us. No, Nothing's you're not seeing anything. Hmm. Does anybody uh, else, are, is there anybody else like walking from the labyrinth into the main building as we were? Like, there's, a, they... there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people. Just right. Is anybody else of... looking uh, discomforted in any way? No. Yeah. Fuckers. So no, the um the scans did not just happen now. The scans oh, happened okay. on. I just needed you, I just needed you to roll so okay. I could uh inform you that if you were successfully scanned over the gotcha. course of the evening by someone or something. Or something. Are you all you all just going to head back to your rooms for the night then? Yeah, the, the plan is for the heist tomorrow, is that right? Gonna do my advice to you. As a as a Madame Lang type character would be that I will provide you, I will provide you in an email with the map again, mm-hmm. and also the contents of the duffel bag, and then I would advise you over the next week to uh, decide amongst yourselves how you want to um, attempt to carry out this heist. Excellent. Okay. And Sounds you good. still okay? So you all return to your rooms. And um, you all tuck in for a good night's sleep. And then uh, several hours later, just around three o'clock in the morning, Dr. Zanville rises from her bed in a fugue-like, trance-like state and wanders slowly out through the corridors of the guest house and uh, walks calmly to the door of another room, opens the door and walks in. And it's in the bed is um, the yoga instructor, Moon Ashley, that you met earlier. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Zanbill straddles her in the bed and wraps both of her arms her both both of her hands around her throat and just throttles her. And Moon Ashley thrashes wildly and just then just goes into slower spasms and then just stops until she's had all of the life choked out of her. And then Dr. Zanbill calmly steps off the bed, walks out of the room, slowly closes the door. She's still completely in a trance-like state. Walks back to her own room, closes the door, climbs back into bed, and goes to sleep. <laughs>